Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to continue talking to you about some common issues you may have with a pool filter, and I'll cover some more issues you're going to run into. If you didn't listen to the previous one, I covered a lot of issues with the clamp and the O-ring and things of that nature, and I'm going to cover some other things that you're going to run into that can be problematic. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. A lot of times, as the filter gets old, the label will fade off or just peel off entirely. So you don't really know what you're looking at out there. You're looking at the filter, but you're not sure what it exactly is, what brand it is. One way to tell the brands is by the color of the filter, of course. So Pentair has tan equipment. Chandy has like a gray, light gray color. And Hayward also has a darker gray color. Also, another clue would be the brand of pump. If it's a Pentair pump, then usually it's either American product or a Pentair filter on there. If it's a Stay Right pump, then it's usually a Stay Right filter. And if it's a Hayward pump, usually they put a Hayward filter when they build the pool. So unless they've cut the filter out or changed the pump in between that time, they usually match the brand. Sometimes, of course, they don't match the brand, but usually they do. Here in my area, Blue Haven Pools put a lot of filters in, and they had like a private label, but they were actually Hayward. So you can you know, look at the company, or you can even call Hayward and ask him, do you private label for so-and-so pool company or whichever company? But Hayward definitely was a big private labeler back in the day. So Blue Haven is usually a Hayward filter. And then if you take the D filter part, but there's no label and you can't really tell how tall it is or how big it is, you know, is it a 40 square foot or is it a 60 square foot? If it's a 36 square foot, it's pretty obvious. The grids are pretty tiny. But the only way to tell sometimes with a D filter you take apart without a label is just to measure the length of the grids. So a 40 square foot D filter will have grids that are 24 inches tall. And then the 60 square foot D filter will have grids that are 30 inches tall. And there are some 72 inch filters out there, but not many. But that's kind of how you tell the size of the grids just by measuring the height of it. And you can kind of get an idea of which particular filter it is. Now, the only thing that's different about an unlabeled filter could be if it's a tan filter. You could be looking at a Pentair 4000 series filter versus the FNS Plus. And the 4000 series filter splits in the middle. That's kind of one way you can tell the difference. Plus, the bottom manifold is on top and the top manifold is on bottom. This is important because the 4000 series filters use a different grid than the other ones. All the other filters, the Pentair FNS Plus, the Jandy D filters, the Hayward D filters, all use one particular type of grid. And then the 4000 series uses a different particular type of grid. 
The way you can tell them apart is that if you buy the complete grid set, there's going to be one smaller grid that goes in there, and there's going to, it's called the partial grid, and then seven larger ones. And you can also tell the difference because the universal ones have the white caps, the white tops on it that are kind of notched, and then the 4000 series grids have a black cap on them. So you may run into that if you can't distinguish the filter. The grids are a little bit different. Again, the FNS Plus, the Jandy, and Hayward filters all use the same grid with one small partial grid with the top manifold on top and then seven regular grids. And the 4000 series uses the manifold on the bottom with eight full-size grids, but they have a black cap on top. I know it's a little bit confusing, but that's the only D filter that's a grid filter that's a little different. Now, if you have an old Anthony filter, you, you may see the square grids. Or if you have a stay right filter, a System 3D filter, they'll use the square grids also. But the square grid filters are pretty rare in my area. Now, if you have a cartridge filter and you can't read the label, this gets a little bit problematic because sometimes or usually they've already replaced the cartridges once. So you don't really see the manufacturer indicated on the cartridge. What you're going to have to do in that case is take a cartridge into the local pool store they have a chart there. Unicell usually provides a book for them or even like a pad. If you've been to a pool store, they'll have like a, on the counter, they'll have a cartridge um, pad that they get from Unicell and it has circles on it and you can match those up with the cartridge you bring in and they can tell you what cartridge size it is without the label. And if you can't see the manufacturer number on there, if they replace it with another uh, cartridge already and you can't read it, then you're going to have to take it into the store. Sometimes you can take the number off that cartridge and you can cross-reference it on, on Google. It'll tell you the actual filter type and the brand of it by doing that. There's usually some kind of number on the cartridge, on the plastic cap. So go ahead and read that off and see if you can find which cartridge that is for that particular pool filter. But yeah, when the label's gone, that's problematic in some cases because you don't you can't identify the filter, but for DE, there's only four sizes of grids, really. You have 36 square feet, which you'll know right away because they're really tiny. 48 square foot and 60 square foot are very common, and then you have 72 square foot. The problem more or less is with the cartridge filter, if you can't read the model number on there, there's all different cartridge model numbers and sizes, so definitely that is something that you're gonna have to take in and compare. Now, sometimes if you've done pools as long as I have, you can pretty much tell which cartridge filter you're dealing with, although Hayward has a lot of ones that they've remodeled and changed, so it may become a little more difficult. But if you're doing a Jandy cartridge filter, there isn't too many different Jandy cartridge filters. And as far as Pentair, if you have the quad four type cartridge filter, you're basically dealing with either a 420, 520, or 320. So in that category, there are also very limited cartridge filter types. But again, when in doubt, just take the cartridge in and the pool store will identify it for you or your supplier will identify it for you. A problem you have with the fiberglass filters over time is that the lid starts to get destroyed by the sun or deteriorate and you're going to have fiberglass shards all over the top of it. So when you go to clean it, you're going to get fiberglass in your arms and you know for a week or so you're going to be itching, your arms are going to be irritated. One way to avoid that, you can put saran wrap over the top of the filter. You can wear long sleeve shirts, what I do, and I roll them up when I'm working. When I'm taking care of a filter that has the fiberglass top that's kind of 
being degraded by the sun and there's shards everywhere. I just unroll my sleeves and that way when I'm cleaning that filter and getting the lid on and off, I'm not going to get these fiberglass shards in my arm. But you'll know exactly what I'm talking about the first time this happens to you. It's typically a Pentair filter that has this problem. Usually the 4000 series I find this to be very common that the fiberglass starts to deteriorate on top and then it gets in your arms and on your skin. So definitely take precautions. You can put a jacket over it or a blanket or saran wrap or just wear long sleeve shirts to protect yourself because it's no fun after the fact for a few days when you have that those shards in your arm. Another common problem with the D filters, the piston type, is that you go to backwash it and you really can't pull that piston up. Or after backwashing, you can't push that piston down. You have to get like a rubber mallet and start tapping on it to get that piston to go back in. This is an indicator that the O-rings in that piston have kind of worn out. They've kind of expanded and that's why you can't really push and pull that, that piston. So the best thing you can do is just unscrew that nut on top. There's a few of the backwash valves that have a, a screw holding it on, but just unscrew that nut and pull that piston out. Sometimes you're going to have a hard time pulling that piston out because the O-rings have expanded so much in there, but just keep working at it and going back and forth and just be careful you don't snap it off because then it becomes a bigger problem at that point. So you just want to work at it and try to get that piston out. Once you get it out, you can change the O-rings. They have kits for the different backwash pistons, Hayward and Pentair. You want to make sure that you get the right kit for those backwash pistons. By changing that, you're going to solve that problem. And you should be able to push and pull those pretty easily. There are certain pools that I found that these backwash pistons wear off more than others. I'm not exactly sure the reason. So you may be changing out these more often on certain pools. Other pools you'll never have a problem, but I find that it's always safe to carry the piston O-ring kits with you. I also carry a spare piston in case, you know, I have a problem with it. The handle's loose or going to break. I can just put a piston in. Again, they're brand specific. So Hayward and of course uh, Pentair have different pistons. Going back to the Pentair 4000 and 2000 series filters, if you have any of these on your route, you actually have the backwash handle on the bottom. Sometimes they they can be impossible to open because they they're the rotor valve. Depending on how old the filters could be made out of brass or it could be plastic. There's also an O-ring in there, by the way, too that could leak, and it's a really tough uh, changeover. You have to actually cut the filter out and then take the rotor off the bottom and replace that. So to change the O-ring is not easy. Once they start leaking, it's time maybe to look at a different filter, especially if it's a 2000 series stainless steel filter. You want to replace that. But sometimes you can get the backwash piston, or actually backwash handle, I should say, moved on the bottom by getting on your hands and knees and using your foot to push back. You have more strength in your feet, and it's a little less awkward than reaching down with your arm anyway. So if you can get on your, your hands and knees, put your foot on that, handle and just kind of kick back with your foot a little bit and then push as hard as you can and usually you can get that to slide once you get it open closing it usually is pretty easy you can just get down on your hands and knees and pull it with your hand and that should close much easier than opening opening is when i find it to have the most problem and definitely you want to use that trick if you can't get it open now if you can't budget at all i wouldn't force it at that point because you know especially in a 2000 series that means that it's just worn out and you have to just do without opening it. 
Now, sometimes when you're getting the 2000 filter lid back on, you're having a lot of trouble because, you know, getting it off is enough trouble by itself. Getting it on is a, a bigger problem because of just the design of the filter. So a little trick for the 2000 filters, I have a video on this also on YouTube. Basically, you, after you clean the grids, you put them back in there, go ahead and turn on the pool, let the tank fill with water. I should back up for a second. Close the back wash valve first, of course. Then turn the pool on, let the tank fill up with water. Once it starts spilling over the top, make sure you lube up that O-ring really well or change the O-ring. Once the water is spilling over the top of the 2000 series filter, go ahead and put that small stainless steel lid on top and push down around. When you turn the pool off, what happens is the water starts to drain back down into the pump. And this is when that will pull or there's some air in there that's going to pull the lid down. So if you do this correctly, again, close the backwash, turn the pool on, let the water spill over the top, turn the pool off, put the lid on, and then kind of push it on. You know, use your hand to kind of massage it on over the O-ring. And it should suck it down right on top. On occasion, you may have to open up the backwash valve to create greater suction. But usually you can get it on by doing this little trick. And those are really tough filters. And if you have these on your route, I feel for you. And definitely cut those out as soon as you can. Now, another problem you're going to run into out there is having an undersized filter on the pool. This happens a lot when the builder is going cheap with the customer. I had this one 15,000-gallon pool with a 100-square-foot cartridge filter. Now, maybe in Florida, that's fine. You have a screened-in pool. But in here in California, that's not going to cut it because there's just way too much stuff. We have a lot of trees here. And we don't have any screened-in pools. So you really need at least a 300-square-foot cartridge filter on that. So one thing that you want to inform your customers, if you do find an undersized filter, is that a larger filter is going to definitely help with the pool, especially if the pool is having problems with water quality. You can tell the customer that a bigger filter will definitely help. And just explain to them that that filter is just too small for their pool. I had a 25,000-gallon pool with a 36 um, in square foot D filter on it and that was a real battle in the summertime keeping that pool clean because that filter was just puny on that pool so of course I replaced it with a 420 square foot cartridge filter as soon as I could but educate the customer on the fact that the filter size is important and they want to upgrade to a larger filter if they put an undersized filter on and I definitely would say that if you have a sand filter or a D filter that you're replacing Go with a large cartridge filter, you know, 400 or 500 square foot cartridge filter. It's going to really increase the flow of that pool and make your job a lot easier out there. If the pool filter is undersized and underperforming, you definitely want to replace it. Now, I mentioned in the last one about, you know, if you get a crack in the filter, you want to replace the whole thing and not just the top or bottom. And the same thing when a customer wants you to put a a use filter in. I would shy away from that because usually the use filter, you're not sure how much life is left on it, what the problem is with the filter. You know, sometimes they're replacing it, of course, because they wanted something new, but there could be something wrong with that filter. So I wouldn't put a use filter on, and I definitely wouldn't use any use filter clamps or parts like that because you want to get the exact part that matches that filter. So I would shy away from anything that doesn't, does not, new in most cases unless you it's your customer's filter that you've cut out and you know the condition of that filter and you want to resell it on your route to another customer but buying a used filter somewhere else you know you don't know the age of it or how it was taken care of so i would definitely shy away from it i mean it's just a piece of fiberglass or plastic 
But nonetheless, you might as well invest in a new one unless you, you know, have no choice. But I don't really like using the use filters if I can avoid it. And you also can't guarantee anything for the customer that wants you to purchase them a use filter or find them a use filter. Because again, you can't really guarantee something that you're not aware of. It could crack in a month or two or it could have a problem. So definitely try to replace everything with a new filter if you can. If you're looking for other podcasts I recorded, you can find those on my website, swimmingprolearning.com. You can also, um, if you're interested in the coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. And God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.